Hello, this is Supriti from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 26th of February. India registered 11,499 new COVID-19 cases and 255 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally now stands at over 4 crore 29 lakh, while the death toll crossed 5 lakh 13,000. In the last 24 hours, a reduction of over 12,000 cases of COVID-19 has been recorded, with the daily positivity rate at 1.01%, according to the Health Ministry data. The Health Ministry has stated that more than 70% of the deaths that occurred were due to comorbidities. This data, as per the ministry, will be reconciled with the Indian Council of Medical Research. So far, India has administered over 177 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which over 28 lakh doses were given in the last 24 hours. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 433 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.9 million. Manipur Chief Minister N. Biren Singh, ahead of the first phase of assembly polls in the state, has said that in the last five years, the state government has laid the foundation for the repeal of the Armed Forces Special Powers Act, or AFSPA, NDTV reported. The statement comes after the BJP was criticised for its silence over AFSPA. Other political parties have pitched the repeal of AFSPA as the key poll promise in Manipur. Today, on the last day of campaigning in Manipur, Biren Singh told NDTV and I quote, We have a sensitive border with Myanmar, so the centre has to be convinced before lifting AFSPA. The peace talks process with rebel groups will pave the way for this. The state government will have to create the ground situation, and for the last five years, we have been working towards it. The last five years of the BJP-led government has laid the foundation for the repeal of AFSPA in the future. End quote. Further on, he told NDTV that the BJP has predicted winning 40 out of 60 seats for the party, while brushing aside rumours of a change in leadership post the polls in the state. Meanwhile, the Congress has today appealed to the Election Commission to intervene and take urgent action as the banned Cookie National Organisation issued a statement supporting BJP and threatening other voters, the Economic Times reported. In its memorandum, the Congress alleged, and I quote, this blatantly intimidates people to vote for the BJP, holding out dire consequences to those who will not follow its instructions. This statement has been issued with the full knowledge and connivance of the Union Home Minister and the Chief Minister of Manipur. End quote. The Cookie National Organization had earlier stated in its letter that the central government and ruling BJP in the state had promised swift settlement of its political aspirations. The Manipur Assembly elections will be held on 28th February, with the results to be declared on 10th March. Today, the Bombay High Court extended the medical bail granted to Varavara Rao in the Elgar Parishad case till 3rd March, the Indian Express reported. He had been granted medical bail for six months on 22nd February 2021, which was then extended to 28th February 2022. The matter was heard by a division bench comprising Justice Sunil B. Shukri and Justice Amit B. Borkar. Rao submitted the plea, stating that he continues to suffer from various ailments while attaching medical reports which showed that he had asymptomatic Parkinson's disease, neurological ailments, and severe abdomen pain that indicates evidence of umbilical hernia. Therefore, he pleaded for an extension on his bail that ended on 5th September 2021. 
Furthermore, Varavara Rao also sought modification on the High Court's earlier condition mandating his stay in Mumbai by stating that he must be allowed to return to Telangana. Justice S.S. Shinde had earlier this week recused from hearing cases pertaining to the Bhima Koregao Elgar Parishad case. Chief Justice Dipankar Datta then took the decision and thereby assigned the case to the Justice Shukri-led bench to hear the cases, the Indian Express reported. The Justice Shukri bench has slated to hear Rao's plea on March 1st. Meanwhile, Anand Teltumbe, who was also accused in the Elgar Parishad case, has challenged the denial of bail by trial court, thereby challenging certain provisions of the Unlawful Activities Preventions Act. The High Court is to hear his petition on 2nd March. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, while speaking at a webinar on the union budget's effect on the health sector today, urged private firms to enter the medical sector, the Indian Express reported. He said that state governments should formulate good policies for land allotment to medical education that could produce a large number of doctors and paramedics to fulfil the global demand. The Prime Minister took note that several Indian students leave the country for medical education. In his address, he said, and I quote, Our students today are going to small countries to study, especially in medical education. Language is a problem there. They are still going. Can our private sector not enter this field in a big way? Can our state governments not frame good policies for land allotment regarding this? End quote. These statements come at a time when a number of Indian students, of which several are studying medicine, have been stuck in Ukraine following Russia's military invasion into the country. However, the Prime Minister didn't make any mention of the crisis. The Russian military invasion in central and eastern Ukraine has left the people in the country helpless, including a number of Indian students who were stranded in the region after martial law was declared in Ukraine post the invasion. I spoke to some students in Ukraine after the Indian embassy issued a third advisory for alternative arrangements of evacuation. You can find the report on our website, newslaundry.com. It is titled, You're on your own. Airspace shut, Indians stuck in Ukraine seek immediate evacuation. While you're there, do check out Tanishka Sodi's report on how many businesses are still struggling to get back on their feet two years after the Northeast Delhi riots. Her report is titled, Heavy Debt, Low Compensation. Two years after Delhi riots, damaged businesses struggle to move on. To continue bringing you the stories that matter, we need your support. We are not funded by the government or private corporations, and what we do is only possible because our subscribers pay to keep our independent news platform running. Help us keep the spirit of independent news alive. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right-hand corner today. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. On the third day of Russia's military invasion into Ukraine, the Russian offences continued in the Ukrainian capital as Russia vetoed a draft UN Security Council resolution which deplored Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Of the Council's 15 members, 11 voted for the motion, while China, India and the UAE abstained. India's permanent representative at the UN, T.S. Tiramurthy, said, and I quote, India is deeply disturbed by the recent turn of developments in Ukraine. We urge that all efforts are made for the immediate cessation of violence and hostilities. No solution can ever be arrived at the cost of human lives. We are also deeply concerned about the welfare and security of the Indian community, including a large number of Indian students in Ukraine. It is a matter of regret that the path of diplomacy was given up. We must return to it. For all these reasons, India has chosen to abstain on this resolution. End quote. 
Today, the Indian embassy in Ukraine has issued an advisory urging citizens not to move to any of the border posts without prior coordination with Indian officials at the embassy and the border posts, the Indian Express reported. Further on, the Indian embassy has stated that it is much more advisable for citizens to stay in western cities of Ukraine with access to food, water and other basic amenities rather than reaching sensitive border checkpoints without the embassy's intimation. In Ukraine, explosions were heard and seen near Kiev as Russian forces attacked Ukraine's capital from multiple directions, CNN reported. As per reports, the conflict has escalated in Kiev with fighting on the streets. Kiev's mayor, Vitaly Klitschko, has stated that a missile hit a high-rise building on the southwestern outskirts of Kiev, Hindustan Times reported. There have also been reports of a residential building being hit by the Russian military. The Ukrainian health ministry has stated that 198 people have been killed, with more than 1,000 wounded in the Russian offensive, the Indian Express reported. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky shared a video today denouncing disinformation regarding his surrender. In the video, he said, and I quote, I am here. We will not lay down any weapons. We will defend our state because our weapons are our truth. End quote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.